Pietrus Nadėžda Vautis. Please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. This is Bhaktanda Vila. Today I chose a very interesting topic about what is devotional service, what turns our activities into devotional service, and what importance does hearing about Krishna have in our devotional service. So first of all, I wanted to give you a definition about what is devotional service. So one definition is given in here in Bhaktivasambrita Sindhu 1111. Anyabila Shita Shunyam Gyana Karmadhyana Vritam Anukulyena Krishna Nu Shilanam Bhaktirutamam. When first class devotional service develops, one must be devoid of all material desires, knowledge obtained by monistic philosophy and fruitive action. The devotee must constantly serve Krishna favorably as Krishna desires. So here we can see that if we want to perform this first class devotional service, we have to be free from all material desires. It has to be zero, null. And uh, we have to be free from jnana and karma. And there are two qualities, two important qualities of that service, that it has to be constant, and we have to perform it for the pleasure of Krishna, as Krishna desires. There is another verse in Srimad Bhagavatam, 126. The supreme occupation, Dharma, for all humanity is that by which man can attain to loving devotional service and to the transcendent Lord. Such devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to completely satisfy the self. So we can see the same two qualities here, that the service has to be without any material motivation, it has to be for the pleasure of Krishna. And also it has to be uninterrupted, or as it was said in Bhaktivasambhita Sindhu, that it has to be performed constantly. So, first of all, let us understand how, how we can perform service for Krishna's pleasure. How can we know what Krishna desires us to do? So, one thing may happen. Krishna may tell us, like he told Arjuna or other great devotees. However, in our case, it may, it may not be very likely. So, we have another option. For us, we should actually take guidance from a guru. And our first guru is Srila Prabhupada, the Shiksha guru for the whole ISKCON. So there are many instructions that Srila Prabhupada gives for all the devotees of ISKCON. For example, that we should chant 16 rounds, we should follow the regulated principles, we should study his books, we should wake up early in the morning and go to Mangalarti. Or if we are locked down uh, for two months already, like we are here in Vrindavan, then we, uh, what we do, we go online and we att still attend Mangalarti. Uh, so there are specific instructions that Srila Prabhupada gives to all the devotees of ISKCON. However, this is not sufficient. We still must uh, uh, get guidance from our Diksha and Shiksha Gurus. Why is that so? Because actually there are so many contradicting instructions in the Shastra and Srila Prabhupada gives many contradicting instructions. In certain particular cases he gives one instruction, in other cases he gives another instruction. So it's very important to take guidance from senior devotees. I can give my own example. I serve in Vrindavan and many devotees were preaching to me that actually, you know, I am a, like a book distributor, aspiring book distributor, and I should preach, Srila Prabhupada wants me to preach in the West, and I should go back from Vrindavan and preach. However, I inquired the spiritual master, and he told me that actually Krishna desires you to stay in Vrindavan. 
<laughs> that uh, there are different services that we can do for Krishna, but we can do what Krishna desires. And uh, we may think that maybe this service is better, that service is better, but actually Guru can instruct us what is the desire of Krishna. And now let's understand more about devotional service. What kind of devotional service are there for us, you know, to, to do? So Prahlad Maharaj in Srimad Bhagavatam, he says, Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu, Smaranam Padasevanam, Arsanam Vandanam Dasyam, Sakyam Atman Vedanam. So Prahlad Maharaj, he is saying that uh, hearing, chanting, uh, remembering Krishna, worshipping his lotus feet, um, uh, worshipping the deity, offering prayers, Serving Krishna, becoming a friend, and surrendering everything unto Krishna are the nine types of devotional services. And we can notice that uh, hearing about Krishna is the first and foremost of devotional service. Even if we know that, even if we perform one of these nine types of devotional service, we can reach perfection. However, Shravanam must accompany all of the nine types, all of the other eight types of devotional services. And there is an example, there was an example in Srila Prabhupada's times. One devotee, she was just worshipping the deity and she didn't want to chant her rounds. And Srila Prabhupada actually says that, said that she will not last long. And one time Srila Prabhupada was giving a class and he was looking at the deities. And he also said that if we do not absorb our, ourselves in chanting and hearing, then one day we will think, why did my Guru Maharaj leave me this burden? So actually, Shravanam hearing is very, very important. And uh, this, so we now we analyzed how ca uh, we can understand what is pleasing to Krishna. So we take uh, the guidance of a guru, and uh, also we know that what are the nine types of devotional services, and that uh, hearing about Krishna, either chanting or uh, hearing Krishna's pastime, has to accompany all of these nine types of devotional service. Constantly. So now we go to the second quality of devotional service, that it has to be uninterrupted. So uh, uninterrupted, the, the most simple way how our devotional service can be in uninterrupted is if we constantly chant Krishna's names or we constantly hear about Krishna. So whatever we're doing during the day, we can either chant or hear Krishna's pastimes. And I can give my practical example that uh, since I wake up in the morning, I turn on the class of my Guru Maharaj or Srila Prabhupada, and then I attend Mangalarti and I chant my rounds, and then I hear class, and then I do different services. For example, I wash the pots in the kitchen, and uh, I hear classes, or I hear devotees commenting on Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, or I hear Kirtan. And whenever, for example, I'm going from my room to the kitchen, I'm, uh, I try to chant Krishna's name so that this uh, Shravanam, that it, it's constant, it's uninterrupted. And even before I'm falling asleep, I'm hearing a class. So I try to constantly, constantly, whatever I'm doing, even if I'm taking a shower, or even if I'm sitting on the toilet, I, I still have kirtan playing in my room that I constantly hear uh, the holy name or pastimes of Krishna. And uh, an interesting question is actually an important question uh, if we talk about an interrupted devotional service is how can the maintenance of the body be also be a service? 
So some devotees question, they think that maybe we should, you know, become free from this, like not sleep, not eat, not, not take a bath. And because, uh, you know, in, in this way, perform constant devotional service. But actually, one thing is that simply if we continue to hear and chant and about Krishna, then anything we are doing, we'll, we will, you know, we will still be in this uh, mood of devotion. And another consideration is that actually body is a temple of God and we should uh, properly take care of it. In Bhagavad Gita it is said that uh, those who are demonic, they torture the body and the super soul living within. And body is not only a temple, it's an instrument with which we serve Krishna. So actually it's a very, it's uh, considered like a very low consciousness. If we use uh, the instrument but we do not take care of the instrument we know that in the old days there were various you know even in the present day sometimes devotees for example they use a temple car but they do they think that the maintaining the car is like a waste of time and then the car just breaks down so and the same with the body so many so many devotees are not taking care proper care of the body and then the body breaks down and then they cannot serve anymore in our temple in Lithuania, we have one senior devotee who is Mataji, who is very much preaching to young ladies that we should take care of our bodies because her, by her own example, we can see she cannot even come to the temple because her body is in such a bad state. She cannot even sit, she cannot even walk properly. So she is preaching to us that it's very, very important to take care of the body and it's also a service to God because we are maintaining the instrument with which we do this direct service like worshipping or worshipping the deity or even if chanting and hearing about Krishna. If we are not properly rested, if we are not properly nourished, if we are not healthy, it will be very hard. Many devotees experience that, that very hard even to chant and read. So we have to take care of the body. So we understand that we have to maintain our body because body is the temple of God because and the body is an instrument. And uh, also we talked that maintaining the body, if we, if, if we continue to chant uh, and hear about Krishna, then it's uh, we will engage our consciousness fully in Krishna consciousness and it will it, we will maintain our mood of devotion. Uh, because uh, some devotees may think that uh, I do not still I do not understand why uh, why maintaining the body service and I will it's okay I will just leave this topic but actually it is very very important to understand that because unless we understand that we will not be able to perform this uninterrupted devotional service then we will either we will try to stop these activities altogether which will break down our body or we will continue to perform these activities which will actually interrupt our service and if we perform this activity i mean if we perform these activities in the consciousness that it is a materialistic activity then our service will be interrupted however if we understand that i'm doing this to to maintain the instrument with which i'm serving krishna then we will be in full krishna consciousness we will be able to do even this so-called mundane activities of eating, sleeping, and, you know, uh, eating, sleeping, uh, cleaning the body. So it is very important to maintain, to develop this uh, proper consciousness. However, at the same time, we have to be cautious that when we take care of our body, we have to take care of our body only as much 
as it is really necessary to maintain the body healthy and we should not you know indulge too much in taking care of the body Shila Prabhupada explained if that if we uh, honor prasadam and then we want to take more prasadam just to satisfy the tongue then it is sense gratification however if we are really hungry we can take more of one preparation and satisfy our hunger then it is all right and then we can use energy to serve krishna so another important consideration is that we when we take care of the body we should not think that if we just take care of the body this is service and then i will not do our services actually we that healthy body if if we we have to engage it in krishna's service you know then it will be like complete and if we engage our healthy body in sense gratification then the whole thing becomes sense gratification so these are the two important considerations that we should maintain the healthy the body only as much as it is important to you know for it to be healthy and then also we have to engage that healthy body in the service of krishna and as we talked it is very important that as we are doing these activities because all of these activities of maintaining the body they do, do not require uh, you know of our mind to engage our mind so we should engage our mind in chanting and hearing and we should understand that actually devotional service is all about our consciousness i can give my own example now we are locked down here in vrindavan and we are living in one ashram and my service is very simple just to wash the pots after devotees finished cooking for the deities and for the devotees and uh, my my state of mind could be that you know uh, oh this is a burden for me i and such a simple service i could do a much more important service and I have to do it as fast as possible and just get rid of that service however i'm trying to do this service with a consciousness that actually no it's not that some preaching activity or some you know some other service where i can show results to others and be praised for these results is more important than the service in the kitchen that i'm doing so my consciousness that i'm trying to cultivate is that when i'm cleaning the kitchen i'm actually directly doing it for pleasure of krishna and um, my guru maharaj explained that when we are doing service we should understand that krishna is watching me and we should have faith that krishna is watching me and at this very moment he's pleased with my service so i'm trying to do the service understanding that krishna can see that i'm i'm doing my best I'm sincerely trying to serve him in whatever way he desires me even if he gave me the service of washing the pots I'm 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 clearly understanding that in this kitchen devotees are cooking prasad for Radha Govinda and devotees are cooking prasad for wonderful senior devotees and for all the devotees and I'm trying to clean the kitchen as best as I can so that everyone is pleased that the prasadam is pre- prepared in in clean kitchen and everyone is happy and i noticed that devotees really appreciate many times they say that oh it's so nice that the kitchen is clean and i'm it makes me happy because um, i'm trying to do even simple services in in full devotion and surrender to krishna and devotees are happy i feel that krishna is happy and myself i also feel happiness and satisfaction which is described here in verse 126 that then this kind of unmotivated and uninterrupted service can completely satisfy the soul
So this was my own realization and my own experience. And the same confusion can be there if we think about family life. I heard many people are, you know, who, are, who recently entered family life, they are very confused, you know, because especially those who were living in um, Brahmachari, Brahmacharini ashrams, and then they enter family life, they are very confused about how this, this uh, service that we are, I'm doing at home can also be devotional service, because it is clear, it is very simple to understand how the service in the temple is devotional service, but how these activities that I do at home, how they are devotional service. So a very simple way to understand that is to change the perception of what is our home. So if we think that this is my home, this is my husband, this is my children, then it will be very, very hard for us to understand how the activities that I'm doing are devotional service. However, if the grihasas, they are supposed to worship the deity in the temple and there are many duties uh, prescribed to the grihasas. So they should actually see that their home is not their home, it's Krishna's home. And it is a temple actually, there, is, there are deities in the home and their husband or wife or children, they are not their husband, they are Krishna's, Krishna's children. And actually they should also see that their husband or wife or children, they are great Vaishnavas. And by doing, by serving them, for example, a wife, when she's cleaning the home, she's cooking for the husband, should, should not have this consciousness of uh, an ordinary woman who is just serving her husband, her children. But she should have this consciousness that actually we know that Krishna is the most pleased when we are serving Vaishnavas. So at home, when a woman is serving her husband, she is not serving her husband. She is serving a Vaishnava. And when she is serving her children, she is not serving her children. She is serving Vaishnavas. She is serving Krishna's children. So when, we, when then a Grihasa has this kind of consciousness, then actually there is no difference between Brahmacharya Ashram, Girhastra Ashram. Both places are temples where devotees engage in the service to Krishna, to the deity, and the service to the Vaishnavas. So in this way, we can clearly understand how we can turn all our activities into devotional service. So in this um, podcast, we discussed what is devotional service. I gave two definitions from Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and Srimad Bhagavatam, which say that there are two important qualities of devotional service, that it has to be done for pleasure of Krishna, and it has to be uninterrupted. So we discuss how we can understand what Krishna wants us to do. So we understood that we have to take guidance from Guru and that there are nine types of devotional service and hearing about Krishna has to accompany all other types of devotional services. Uh, hearing uh, Kirtana or hearing Krishna's pastimes. And then the second one, that the devotional service has to be uninterrupted. So we understood that uh, we have to constantly hear about Krishna, or Kirtan or Krishna Kata, and in this way devotional service will be uninterrupted. And also we have to consciously understand why even such activities as maintaining the body or maintaining the family are also very clearly devotional service. And we also have to understand that in devotional service the most important thing is consciousness. 
that we understand, consciously understand that I'm doing this activity to please Krishna and Krishna is watching me now and Krishna is now at this very moment he's pleased with my service. Thank you very much for your attention. Hare Krishna.